that's what I'm talking about. Welcome to Mountain View Chapel live with a live studio audience. Man, we are, I'm just telling you, man, this is great. We got some new breakthrough. We got some new breakthrough experiences. So we're hoping that you've been enjoying the snow. And so Chris and I are just excited to be sharing with you tonight and to be able, that's this morning now. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, now it's this morning. Um, a good cover. So if you can tell, this is live. And so we are just following up. Uh, Chris and I want to just kind of start things off because uh, one of the things that I thought was so amazing about Chris's teaching a couple of Sundays ago, when you were talking about citizenship, um, man, there was just a lot that was really resonating in me. And it's just amazing how God uh, uses each and every one of us to proclaim his truth. And so one of the things that I've been doing, and I so appreciate uh, Pastor Chris and what we've been learning together is I literally, there's a lot of mornings, Chris, I want you to know that I wake up and um, even throughout the day when there's things going on in my life, I say to myself, I believe that God is doing something good in me and that I believe that God is doing something good in us. And so what we want to do is we just want to continue to celebrate those good things that we're learning. And so one of the things that um, I really have just been, it's just been on my heart and the things that you and I have been talking about, one of the things that we just wanted to just kind of have a dialogue about as we get started is just citizenship. And you were just talking about, I don't know if you want to go ahead and read Philippians chapter two before we just have a little bit of a dialogue, three, Philippians three, it'll be up on the screen. But Philippians 3, and then I just think that it'd be good for us to just have an open conversation um, about our struggles with citizenship. Okay. All right. So, yeah, let, let's read uh, Philippians 3, verses 15 through 21. So it says, let those of us who are mature, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise... God will reveal that also to you. Let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example that you have in us. For many of whom I have told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Absolutely. So just kind of catch us up on some of the things that you were sharing, some of the things about citizenship that you were talking about. Yes, I just was trying to encourage each of us just to in light of everything that's been going on, all that we've been experiencing together as a church, as a nation, just personally as families, to just remind ourselves of no matter what this world throws our way, that we have a, a prioritization that we get to have as believers to be able to think not of this world first, but if we're truly been called by God and we are trying to, to follow him, that this scripture and many others that I imagine we'll hit on here tonight, um, they call us to this reprioritization to say, hey, we need to think of and keep our mind on God and the kingdom of heaven first, and then we, we embrace the citizenship here. And our citizenship here shouldn't just like try to fit God into it, 
but we should try to, to fit our citizenship here on earth in light of our citizenship with God. Absolutely. And as we've been talking through things, we've got, you can hold on to it. That's cool. I need my hands free. Hands free. This is like, um, but one of the things that Chris and I've been talking about is just being honest mm-hmm. that to me, as we've been talking through citizenship together and as we've just been studying and praying just to, for our church family and for the community, and we're asking God to move in this region, to move upon our church and to just manifest his power yeah. through us. We're praying that lost souls will be saved on a whole new level like we've never seen before. We're praying that strong disciples will be made. That's our prayer. That's yeah. our desire. So part of the struggle that he and I have been working through, and it's, it's a daily struggle, and that's one of the things I want to just be honest and open about, is when we're talking about citizenship in heaven, like the citizenship that we have to be a part of the family of God. And then we have this great grand citizenship of being a citizen of the United States of America. And let me just tell you, I don't take that for granted. I am proud to be an American citizen. I was born into this country. I didn't have to go through all the processes that a lot of people do when they come to this country. And what's amazing is people that go through the process of citizenship, if you talk to them, they're proud and thankful and they're appreciative. The process that they go through and what they learn about our heritage, it's a grand privilege. They're thankful to be engrafted into this citizenship. But here's the thing that I see is that there's this constant tension because all that's going on, if you care about your community, if you care about this nation, then it's this difficult balance of citizenship. And so what I see is that there's a very clear order that our heavenly citizenship should be just like what you said and what you've been teaching, that it should be the priority. And that somewhere in here, our earthly American citizenship falls under the sovereignty of this superior citizenship. But what we see is that even within the church of Jesus Christ, and I'm talking about brothers and sisters in Christ, that you see over here, sometimes there's a reverse order to where people say, oh, I'm a citizen of heaven, but the consuming priority is U.S. citizenship and all things U.S. And so somewhere in here is heavenly citizenship. And then I've experienced a whole other group of people that are clinging to this heavenly citizenship, but almost to this extreme like they're, and, and I've seen and talked to people, that there's no involvement in this. They reap the benefits of this U.S. citizenship and they glean the beautiful things but there's very little investment. There's very, it's like somewhere down the line. And there's even some theological teaching that almost make people feel guilty for having a concern or a pride for having U.S. citizenship because they'll say, oh, but we're citizens of heaven and we've been forgiven and we have a new home. And so what I want us to just kind of talk about as we get started tonight is that Chris and I know what this struggle is like. Because if I'm to be honest with you, my goal is to keep these priorities, but there's days where I'm spent up with fear, anxiety, and I am worried, and I'm focused, yeah. and I don't even realize that the citizenship priorities have switched mm. in my life. Yeah. And so, how about you? 
Do you have oh, the same yeah. struggle? Absolutely. And one of the things that, I mean, we can all sense and just see like just where culture is going, period. Take all the political stuff away and just see that, you know, we're just not headed in a direction that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. And the thing that this heavenly citizenship actually invites us into is to really care about where our community, where our neighborhoods, where you know, our culture is going and, and God has placed us here to, to be kingdom citizens, to be able to change the local culture. Um, so that, you know, and, and that's what we're praying for, is that, that God would change hearts, would, that God would, would lead people to repentance, that we'd be able to be a part of changing things. And, but it's not going to be about having, you know, a correct earthly official in said position. Yep, absolutely. You know, God might decide to move in that way later on down the future, but right now the way that we get to do things is we get to, to pray and seek the Lord's face and to be able to, to pray that, that people come to know the Lord and they embrace the citizenship as well. Yep. And as we, you know, it, it informs us how we, we live here in Madison. Yep. I mean, we should care so much about it that, that we join the school board, that we join all Absolutely. these diff- different things Absolutely. and be able to, to start representing the kingdom of heaven in those roles and start Absolutely. changing our community for the Lord. But do you see, do you hear what Pastor Chris is saying? That what it does is there's a different motivation. Yeah. It, it changes our motivation. Because we were using the term, and we're going to continue to use the term upside down kingdom. So a couple of weeks ago, we're at home watching Facebook Live, and we're listening to the, the teaching, and we're listening to the sermon. And then after we get done, we read Acts chapter 17, just like yeah. you asked. And so as we're reading through there, what I think was awesome is you see this, the indictment yeah. of these people in this culture, in their community, and how things were being shifted, yeah. and they were upset because there were some monetary issues. Absolutely. There were some, yeah. some things with the economy, and they said, these crazy people that have turned the world upside down yeah. are now here. They're shaking things yeah. up. But they weren't shaking things up because they had a political agenda. Right. They weren't shaking things up because things were flip-flop and they had the government on top and yeah. the king. No, they were living with right alignment. Sorry. And so they had the heavenly kingdom as the impetus, as the push, yeah. as the... As the proper priority for them to be involved in their culture. And so this upside down kingdom is part of what we're talking about when we're talking about living with a different citizenship priority. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a a beautiful thing because what it calls us to do is to take every single one of us, I mean, here in the live studio, but also everybody watching at home to be able to see like, Hey, I have a role to play in the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And, and and part of that is like not just like looking for the role that we can play here within the church, but to see the role that God has placed us here in our community to do, and and who it is that God is calling us to invest in. Who is you know where is it that He's placing me to be able to just represent His kingdom here? Absolutely. And so yeah, I'm praying that that we start listening to the Lord, that we start to sense His calling, and we start to to say yes to God in new ways. Absolutely. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to turn there, and I want us to follow along and read together. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, um, we're going to be reading verses 18 through 31. 
And I, I want us, we're going to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, then we're going to go back to Ephesians chapter 5, where we were several weeks ago. And I, and I hope that you can just embrace the, 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 the passion um, of the truth that's being trans, transferred here to this group of believers that need some encouragement. They need some direction. And what Paul is constantly doing is he's constantly trying to help people with their priority scale. With their, with their, where their priorities are. So in verse 18, it says, for the message of the cross is foolishness. Foolishness. What we're doing here at Mountain View and why we're doing what we're doing and how we keep moving forward and taking steps of faith, it is insanity and foolishness and craziness to who? Those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, the message of the cross is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness, the craziness, the insanity of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews require a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Verse 26 this is, these are comforting verses to me. I have these in my scripture book. You'll see why as we read them together. For you see your calling, brethren. Not that many wise according to the flesh, not that many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh not one single one of us will, glo will glory, should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and he became for us righteousness, then he became for us sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That's also in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24, if you want to write that down. Then we'll flip over here to Ephesians real quick. And I want to give you three things. There we go. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. 
But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be even named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. So what I want to just highlight. And what I want to just mention tonight is that citizenship, citizenship changes your viewpoint. Citizenship changes your viewpoint. Let me say it this way. Being a citizen of heaven changes your viewpoint. First, I want to give you this. The cross is the power of God to those that believe. I've just got three things for you in the conclusion. The cross is the power of God to those who believe. What I mean by that is I change. I change. Once I become a citizen of heaven, I begin to change who I believe in. And I'm just going to say this, that there's a lot of churches that preach and use the word of God, but what they've done over the last 10 or 15 years is they've moved into the self-help business. And so there's a lot of churches that you're going to hear them say certain things that are going to sound very biblical, but really what they're teaching, you could just put it on the self-help aisle. And so when it's all said and done, it's not about the righteousness of Jesus Christ and what he's done. It's about our own righteousness and us feeling good because, man, we have figured things out. And I'm just telling you right now that what we're talking about, about our citizenship in heaven, and as we're talking about the cross as the power of God for those who believe, what that means is there's going to be some point in this process where I change who I believe in. Because it's not about me believing in myself. Oh, I need to love myself, believe in myself. And you want to know why I believe in myself? Because I have been redeemed, and it's his citizenship that he has granted to me for heaven and eternity, and not by anything I've done. I don't have any righteousness. I don't have any good works in me. We've all fallen short. What did you read in 1 Corinthians? What did you read in 1 Corinthians? I forget. Did he choose the wise? Oh, yeah, that's what I read. No, he didn't choose the wise. That's me. 
<laughs> See, I just, I just demonstrated that. I love this live studio audience. No, ex exactly, Chris. That's exactly what we're talking about. So, okay? Yeah, I mean, there's so much of, like, believe in yourself. Do it. You are the man. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that might be good for a day or two to motivate yeah. you, right? But, you know, something that's going to last is understanding. So are you, are you and I up here because we believe in ourselves? No. No. We're up here because we've been called, and we believe in a yeah. great God that has called us. Yeah. And he's moved us way outside of ourselves, and we're doing things that we never thought we'd do. Case, yeah. in, case in point. Yeah. Okay? So it's not about me believing in me. It's about us believing. It's about me believing in God. I change who I believe in. Number two, the glory is for the Lord. The glory is for the Lord. What we're doing here and what we're trying to accomplish, we're not trying to build our kingdom here. Right. We're trying to build something for the honor and glory of our great Savior, our great God, the Father, the Spirit of the living yeah. God that's at work within us. <coughs> this is for the glory of the Lord. And what that means, very, very simply put, when it changes my viewpoint, I change who I promote. Self-promotion in our current culture is everywhere from top to bottom, even in Christian ministry all over the place. You want the true interpretation of scriptures? You want to know the genuine truth? You come talk to Chris and I because we got it going on. Matter of fact, we're going to send you a handkerchief right now if you'll send $29.95. I was thinking $79. $79.95. We got new school, old school. Sorry. Inflation has hit. We got to cover the cost of business. Well, if it's expensive, then you, they think they, you know. Oh, if it's oh, if it costs more, it's better. Ah, see. But you get what I'm saying. Even though we're joking around, there's so much self-promotion, and it's so part of the fabric of our society that we don't even notice. But what we're doing when we change our viewpoint, mm -hmm. when we begin to understand our citizenship, who we are promoting is Jesus Christ. When I'm talking to people, I talk to people about Jesus Christ and God the Father. I'm not talking to them about Mountain View Chapel and, hey, come to our services, because I'm telling you, man, there's some cranking pastoral leadership over there. Yeah. Hey, you know, Lord willing, man, we'll work ourselves out of a job here because God will save somebody that will be able to step in and take this thing to the next level. Or... Whoa, now that's some vision casting right yeah. there, but I believe it. That's why Chris is here. Anyway, um, so what I'm saying is we work together. What Chris is saying is that it's about building other people up. We're trying to promote Jesus Christ and what he's doing in other yeah. people. And even though I'm teasing around with Chris, that's our heart's desire, that people are going to come in behind us, that this thing is going to be perpetuated because it's not about promoting us. It's right. about promoting our Lord and Savior because yeah. you and I can't change anybody. Right. Who changes? Who saves souls? It's the power of Christ. It's his name yeah. that's powerful. Yeah. And that's good, Chris. Number three. Number three, quickly, the Lord becomes our example. Now, between 1 Corinthians, but especially in Ephesians chapter 5, if you look at this, it's very plain. The Lord becomes our example. And what that means is this new citizenship in heaven, that means that I change how I walk and live. 
There's so much of this, the self-help thing. There's so much rationalization and justification. But the truth of the living word of God is this. Once we have a citizenship in heaven, and once we begin to understand that we're promoting him, not ourselves, and once we begin to understand that this is a change that's taking place, and it's for his glory, and we begin to do this, what we begin to see is that we begin to change the way that we walk and live. People that say they've been a part of church for 30 years and they're still living the same way that they did 30 years ago, that's stinking sad. That's not the way Christianity is supposed to be lived out from this redeeming, amazing, transformative citizenship. We need to be learning more about our citizenship and what it means and what our sovereign king, our sovereign Lord requires of us, desires of us, and wants of us. So what that means is that we begin to live and walk differently. Yeah. And with this, I want to wrap up. Being a citizen of heaven changes your viewpoint. I just want to give you a visual. Can you hold this? Yeah. I learned the process of changing the point of my view. I moved from a mirror, me, 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 <laughs> versus I begin to have optics. And these optics, when they change my viewpoint, my point of reference, my point of view, I begin to see other people instead of myself. That's what the real point of the citizenship is, is that we decrease. That means that our desires, our self-focus becomes less. It doesn't mean that narcissism grows under the cross of Christ. Under the cross of Christ is selflessness, self-denial. You take up your cross and you deny yourself and you follow him. What it means is that when we understand our citizenship, we over a period of time, I don't mean perfectedly, but we take our eyes out of the mirror of self, then we begin to see the world around us and the needs of other people. That's how we're going to be salt and light right now today. We're not concerned about what your political affiliation is. But we are concerned about you pursuing righteousness. And from that stand of citizenship, righteousness in Jesus Christ, wherever you are and whatever you do, you need to stand up for our Lord and Savior. You need to open your mouth and you need to make a difference where you are. Whether you're in the medical industry, whether you're in the political arena, whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're in the fire and rescue first responder, whether you're a school teacher or educator, it is time for us to take our citizenship in heaven seriously and do something about it. That's how we're going to change this world. We've got to have the citizenship in heaven above the citizenship, the grand privilege of being a United States citizen. You in agreement? I am. We're done. But the Spirit of God's not done. Because there's some of you hearing right now that you need to fall on your face in your living room and you need to cry out to a holy God and ask him, beg him to help you with your self-centered, self-focused perspective 
and fall on your knees and begin to love him again with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you've never done it, do it for the first time. And then you need to begin to love your neighbor the way you already love yourself. Because the reason that you're repenting is because you're already self-focused and you're living for yourself. So you need to give yourself wholly to God and ask his forgiveness. And the beautiful thing is, he responds to people that open themselves up because it's a faith experience. The Spirit of God is drawing you. If you're responding, give yourself fully to Him and allow Him to transform your life. Once you begin to taste of your heavenly citizenship, oh man, there's some power. You want to talk about a U.S. passport and what it can do? This blood-stained heavenly passport, oh my word, it's life-changing. And it doesn't stop. So, Krishna, we have been repenting. We've been praying. Our leadership team, other people in this church family have been praying, pouring our hearts out to God and repenting, purging, cleansing, lamenting, learning, and we're living for the glory of the Lord. We're living and we're excited. We can say that we believe that God is doing something good in me and God is doing something in this church family and God is doing something in this world. He's doing something special because it's about him and his plan, not ours. We have the privilege of joining forces with the God of the universe. I'm begging you, we're begging you this morning. We just say yes to his invitation, will you take that step and give yourself fully to him? In the name of Jesus, we're asking you to give yourself fully to our Lord and Savior, our King, our Sovereign, the one who paid the price so that we could have a heavenly citizenship that affects us here and now, but forevermore. Thank you for tuning in with us.